Hey guys, welcome back to the Rhythm Section, brought to you by The Mind Refinery. I'm Kyle Bodanis. This episode is the epic final installment of our Kanye West saga, The Creative World of Kanye West, with our deep dive into the life of Pablo and Jesus is King. If you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and if you have time, follow The Mind Refinery on social media. And now, here's the show. Alright, the time has finally come. The last in our series about the creative world of Kanye West. Here today to talk about the life of Pablo, Jesus is King, and a little wrap up of our, you know, our whole situation here is the man himself, the co host of the rhythm section, Coburn Blair. I'm alive. Yes, he is. And who is, and who is uh, surprisingly also alive. Uh, back on the pod, Mind Refinery Creative, and the host of the Mind Refinery podcast, Buffs and Nerfs, the zany, the wacky the hardest working man in show business, Andrew Lanza. Hey, hey, thanks for having me, guys. What up? Um, so, uh, obviously, lots of shit going on in the world, guys. And it's funny because I believe we may be doing a podcast about something that could have been the solution. Uh, because Kanye West just wasn't voted president. I think that in a Kanye West world that maybe this whole shit doesn't happen. I don't know. That's We're seeing a peaceful balance of power if Kanye and Trump go through it, I think. I think President Trump could appreciate, you know, Kanye's willingness to, you know, take on the mantle of being the president. I think he would have respected the election results. He would have certified them. Um, he would have seen, you know, all these, you know, different states swing for Kanye and he would have, you know, been appreciative of it. And we might have seen, you know, Virgil Abloh design, you know, an inauguration. And I think that is an important thing that we should have Virgil Abloh's given $50 checks. $50. Yeah, we know. Kanye puts Virgil on the $50 bill after this. Yes. So, you know, I think Joe Biden has done a lot of bad in his in his past. If you like look into his, you know, voting record, but probably the worst thing he did was deny us Kanye being the president. And I will stand by that. I think hot take. Hot take. Hot no, no, that's tank. that's 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 just like that's that's just facts. That's, that's just, just facts. cold. Yeah. That's just cold, steely reality. That was Reality Corner with Coburn Blair. All right, guys, we've reached our last episode. It's been an arduous yet extremely fun endeavor. So when we last left off, uh, Kanye West tore his sound down and created the almost punk effort, Yeezus. Uh, so let's get into this shit. Uh, moving on from Yeezus. Is this like last time on Dragon Ball Z? This is like definitely last time on Dragon Ball Z. I just noticed as I've been listening to the other ones that I kind of do that. And uh, I, I'm trying not to be like, you know, the give the big things of what's going on next. You know, I'm not trying to do too much of a Game of Thrones spoiler ending. Um, no, it's good. So, you, you, but it, we're just going to power up for like three episodes. Yeah, no, it's good. There's going to be like side quest. Little side quest. We gotta go get some kind of wand. Uh, what were your expectations going into Life of Pablo? Could you foresee a downturn in Kanye West's output on the horizon? You know, where was he coming out of Yeezus? Why don't you start us off, Andrew Lanza? I had pretty high expectations at this point. I don't know, like Yeezus, as you said, just came out. You know, I don't. I he's kind of riding this wave in my books where it's like he can almost do no wrong. So yeah, I don't know. I had really high expectations for it. Um, I was excited for it. So yeah, I don't know. Just overall, you know, I don't know if it lived up to those expectations necessarily. But yeah, they were they were there going into it. How about you guys? I mean, I think this one, you know, we, this is an album from Kanye 
that was, you know, sometime in the making or coming off of Yeezus, we get, I think, I believe that Real Friends and No More Parties leaked pre this, a different era in rap. You know, we are now 2016. Drake is, you know, undeniably like the man in, in rap at this point. There's, you know, Kendrick is, you know, up there as well. It's an interesting era in rap. We are in the post Kanye influence era. I think I will call this in rap. So, you know, he's kind of coming in. He's finding his relevance. Um, we don't know exactly what he's going to sound like because he's done so many different sounds. And then we get real friends and no more parties in LA and they sound closer to old Kanye than I think anything that we've gotten in the last, you know, six years at this point. Both of you make interesting points. First, I want to address the Andrew Lanza point that um, at this point he can kind of do no wrong. Yeah, at this point he long achieved what I would call radiohead status where he could literally like fart into a Tupperware container and uh the critics we're not, we're not talking about jesus king yet so. no yeah we're, it's it's true this is this repeat note this is pre G, this is pre jesus is king so like at this point i mean he's kind of putting out anything and it's going well and you're just and that's great for him i mean at this point uh, everything he had put out was really fucking good but at some point i mean art artists who take risks can lay eggs i mean for me there was no reason to you know at this point to assume he was going to begin, you know, a downward spiral, so to speak. Jesus was an artistic statement, one that alienated some of his fans, but overall was a bold move for an artist, like, who has so much success. When an artist you like is on a run, you want him to continue, you want him, to, you know, to keep the music go coming out. And, I mean, it always seems like there's nothing shitty going to happen, but... And I, for me, it was the same. I'm like, this is going to work, you know, this is... He's, at this point... He's just at a level where he can't really, he's, even if he puts out something, it would be like, okay at the, you know, least. But I guess if there was any foreshadowing, it was more likely with the erratic behavior and like political rants outside of music. You know what I mean? And like, I don't think we entered into those till the end of this album cycle or, or sort of mid, mid album cycle for this album. Like we didn't like, if we go back to 2015, 2016, Kanye, you know, he was, super heavy in fashion we were just getting the emergence of the yeezus line from adidas it wasn't we didn't have like you know the connie that we kind of ascribed he's him still to today. he's still ranting though like yeah I, he's, like, he's, he's still, but he's been ranting like his rant era he, this is probably where he, starts after taylor swift right or like maybe even this is where the person this is where the persecution complex is starting to really happen and like there's a bunch of stuff in like his personal life too that's starting to like the whole like kim kardashian robbery and all that kind of stuff. I guess, like, it's the beginnings of it, which really kind of, like, for me, like, it's growing erratic behavior. So, like, when you consider what would eventually happen on, you know, the St. Pablo tour, you know, there's the Kims in sequence. It's like there's the Kim Kardashian, the robbery in Paris. Then all of a sudden he's, like, canceling a few gigs. Then all of a sudden he's no-showing gigs. And then it kind of, like, it. then the tour gets canceled. So, it like, kind of ramps up. No sure, but like this is like I, I think if we're gonna like go into the album, we're not going into it with that like knowledge, right? Like I don't remember like you know like the robbery was not that robbery like mid this album cycle or like. Well, no, no. My point is, is that like it's like it ramps up from it like it it kind of like begins a year before this album and then kind of like starts yeah, like we, like this uh, this album is in the middle of you know the downturn, I'd say for Kanye. Yeah. 
so, so like from a outside of music sense yeah outside yes because i think i mean we'll see what we think about that as a whole in terms of music sense what was our initial thoughts on the album time i heard this album i i wasn't super jazzed about it i didn't dislike it and i felt like it kind of needed more of a listen so i kind of did push through that initial uh you know maybe a bit of skepticism about the album upon the first couple of listens and honestly after a few listens i really got into it and then like after that it was it was like it was on repeat for like a solid while like it was definitely in rotation for like a solid while and yeah honestly i i i thought it was like a pretty solid album i don't think it's one of his better ones but you know what i as as a project i i enjoyed it I think for me, like, this is a really strong album by Kanye. You know, he's pulling a lot of strings in this album. We have, you know, Drake writing on this. We have Saha the Prince, you know, on the pen here. We have Kendrick on it. We have The Weeknd. We have Rihanna. You know, Kid Cudi, Chance the Rapper, who's, you know, becoming increasingly, you know, looking like he's eyeing the throne at this point. Like, I don't think, there's not really, like, this is also a really strong collaborative work by Kanye. You know, we get the album cover, we get like a new design ethos from him. He's leaning into new things. And I, I don't think he, like, I think he really delivered a great album on, with this one. I think, you know, looking back on it, it's clouded a little bit for me, but I think he did a really good job delivering this album to us. Overall, I was meh on this album. It's not like, and, okay, and to, to speak to your point just about like the designs and everything, this album and its marketing campaign won a Clio award, which is ridiculous, which is an uh, award for like excellence and creativity and design and advertising. And I mean, it just continues that long line of Kanye West just understanding that whole situation and understanding the zeitgeist with design and with advertising and with capturing people's attention just obviously showing again as a tastemaker i i mean i wasn't really into it i i would say that i've got i've come to appreciate it a lot more in hindsight because right off the bat i mean like my knee-jerk reaction was i wasn't really into it there's some tracks that i'm super into which we're gonna talk about but i mean there's just something about it that feels incomplete and like moments that sound thrown together and not of the level of craftsmanship that he's had but then at the same time like there is some really great stuff on here and it's and it's not like this is a bad record i think what would happen is when i said you know the worst they can do you know artists they attain a level where you're like the worst you're gonna hear is the meh i thought this was just one of the meh you know an album that was really good it just wasn't the notable like not really good but like was decent and it just wasn't one of the notable ones right because everything can't be no late registration my beautiful dark twisted fantasy all that kind of stuff so i started enjoying it and appreciating it more and more but i i would say that like right off the bat i wasn't too into it but i mean the leaks were i mean i i mean we're gonna get into the tracks but like the initially i was like this is probably gonna be off i've I've been i think i agree with you and i think like when i think about this album in my head i don't you know have like i don't think about it in a high regard but like like looking at the tracks and like looking at you know what he returned to on this album you know this is one of the like it's experimental but it's not super experimental i definitely think it's a return like you were saying before it has like, experimental moments for sure like but... yeah. fleshed out album and he gave us yeah. a lot of rap and he gave us a lot of Kanye high like a lot of his highest points are reflected on this album which i think make this album like a better 
a better album to return to than you know some of the other albums like i think like it's an easier listen sonically than yeezus to me even though yeezus oh, is a better sure. album for sure i'd agree with that it's an easier listen 100 percent. yeah it's, it's definitely more palatable so like i think this album as much as you know there's a lot of things around it i think if you look at the album for what it is like if you go like what you're going to get into track by track but like this album really stands the test of time and it is a good album you know what's funny you said about revisiting it um so today i was listening to this album again on spotify and i realized i have been listening to like a completely different version of the album this whole time like oh, that's when the, the al- best like yeah when the album first came out i like downloaded it off whatever like i, I think it was like i don't know if it was like an early leak or whatever but then i just like had it on my computer like had it on my phone whatever I didn't really use Spotify at the time. So that's the version I always heard. And then today I put on the Spotify version. I was like, oh shit. Like this is like a completely, it's not completely different. Obviously there's still all the same songs and whatever. The only one I had heard was Wolves because of his tweet, I'm a fixed Wolves. So I was like, all right, I'm like, I got to get this fixed version of Wolves. But then I just went with the rest of the album. That was like, I don't know what it was. Just like some. Yeah. It felt like a video game. What is the cyberpunk? They just like fixed some of it. Like, yeah. yeah. Like... It's like version 2.0. I was like, oh, yeah, shit, I had no that's idea. That's probably why I didn't like it. It's probably why I didn't like it at first. I was probably like, man, I think like I wanted to kind of save this point, like for later in the discussion, but I think well, we should get into it now then. Like, I think that's what makes this out al- makes this album kind of revolutionary for me though. is because like, why should music not be a living document, a breathing document, especially when you can kind of, you know, change music at the source and then change it down the line for for fans right you can update it you can change things you can fix things like this album he's like george lucas he's just like going back yeah Yeah, like just to re-edit like han Han shot first like you know you change just there's jawas in it that george lucas tweets i'm a fix han i'm a fix the evaporator (laughs) yeah greedo actually shot first like i i I like. I think that's. Uh, that's. I think that's a really good point because it's interesting. I don't know. Hold on a second. It's too. It it's a pens. Okay, continue. Sorry, I'll. So, oh I, no, 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 no! Like, like I just. I, I think that's an interesting way of making music and, and doing music, like having it be like this living, breathing thing. Especially like when you could do that with how digitized music is. Like you couldn't always do that. If you put an album out and then you want to put a remix out, or you want to like you know change a version that's gonna end up on streaming or sorry on like the radio but this is an album that changed i think three or four times through when the album came out when the album leaked and then you know i think two more times maybe i could be wrong about how many times he changed it don't quote me on that but he changed it you know two or three times where like you know i have a version that says puerto rican day parade and i know he switched that one lineup at least once so i think that's a really interesting way of doing music and i think more artists should take advantage of because it makes it so exper- experiential right like when i hear this album out of a car stereo and i can catch a line that oh that's not you know the version that i've heard or that's not the version that like you know first came out or that's the version that that just came out so it's like it changes the way that you think about music and it changes the way that you interact with the music which i think is a very powerful and a new thing and i, I don't know that Kanye is the first person to do that necessarily but i feel like he's at the forefront of that and i think that's a really interesting thing to do and that really reflects also being 2016 you know spotify coming to prominence this album was you know executively premiered on title and it didn't really appear other other places so i think that is a really cool way of presenting art and presenting a project and Kanye is a very 
you know, art first person, a very, you know, creative, creator focused artist. So to, to produce a work of art that is, you know, evolving and changing and bouncing is really cool. And I think it should be appreciated what this album did for music in that regard. Okay, I have, I have multiple minds of this. One, what he should have done is, is not told anybody he's going to fix anything. And then just so people, <laughs> just so he can gaslight all the people who didn't like it at first. Like, fuck it, it's like... Oh my god! This rev- this this reviewer's an idiot. This is pr- this fucking mix is pristine. This mix of real friends is fucking absolutely uh, perfect. It's like yeah, because it's had three different versions get pumped up. So like that would be fucking like that. I'm I'm all for just for the hilarity purposes. However, a couple things. I'm two minds of it. One that I fucking love that, and it you're totally right about the experience because what it does is if a dude tweets, I'm a fix that, and then it just gets replaced in two days. It kind of makes you feel closer to the artist because it's like a direct line to him instead of like when CDs were manufactured where it was, it has to go through this processing. It's like likely being uploaded from his computer or whoever's mastering its computer. You know what I mean? Um, he gave us he gave us a, an album with a director's cut. And like we get a lot of bonus albums, but how many albums do we get like a director's cut where like, I'm yeah. going to go back and digitally edit this and figure yeah. out how I want it to be and present my vision properly. And I and I love that about it. So for me, it, it's just a matter of sometimes I feel that's okay on an album and other times I'm not. Like on a, a Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, I wouldn't be a fan of that happening. Well, I, I, just, I just wish that there was – like, I mean, yeah, you can like download it, you know, from – websites and shit but i just wish if if he was gonna do that they like he like kept all the old versions so you could hear all the old versions i don't know i guess maybe he's like kind of from an artistic standpoint like i'm done with that shit like that's not how i wanted it to sound but i don't know just for like archival purposes it would be nice to have those different versions and you could be like oh i like that you know version 2.3 the best that he released like fucking a month ago so i can still listen to that good it's good that pirate bay exists because you can you can go get that Somehow Soulseek is still a thing. I don't know if you guys ever fuck with Soulseek, but somehow that's still a thing. I need my credits over there. (laughs) So, like, I'm, like, for... It depends on what the the whole experience is. Like, I don't look at Life of Pablo as, like, an album as a full experience. Like, I would... My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, maybe, like, 808s. You know what I mean? Like, I... Like, those albums for me, I'm, like, putting on and listening to continuously this album... I'm more like, I feel like listening to this song. I feel like listening to this song. This song's on this playlist or it's on like random shuffle and stuff like that. I'm not like, I got to listen to every track on this. So it really depends. It'd be like, I don't know, like, I guess if you're listening to Dark Side of the Moon, if if they took time and just made it better randomly, other than like, instead of like remastering the whole album or whatever. As a person, when it comes to like producers and musicians uh, who likes to hear the experiments, like the first uh new order album sounded like this mashup of joy division and what new order would come with i liked hearing that happen as it was happening right i like uh so i I, i'm i'm a little i'm more like i like hearing these random snippets and remixes and stuff so i do i would say yes it's you know it depends on what the experience of it is but this i mean it's fucking really it's kind of awesome that big like how close we are to the artists and like what they're doing now it, it, it makes the album feel more like an art project. Like I remember going to see, I think it was at Young and um, Bloor when he, he posted something like, you know, he had like an art projection there. And I feel like that is, you know, quintessentially Kanye West. Like he delivered 
where Kanye was in this time as scatterbrained and, you know, we're going to get into kind of where he was in his mind state, but he gave us that through his work and like, you know, the tweeting storms and the, the I'm a fixed wolf tweet is such a legendary tweet. And it's like, how do you, you know, like, I, I can't picture another artist be like, oh yeah. Like, you know, like other people are complaining. I'm going to change this and fix this. It's like, you added, you know, other features on this that weren't on it before. And, you know, as someone who's like, you know, been behind the boards and like been part of sessions or like, you know, try to create music is like, how do you know when something's ever done? And it's really hard line. And Kanye's usually been really good at like pitching us his best work that feels very complete. But this is like, feels so much of Kanye that it's not complete and where he's at, he's not happy. And he's, you know, you know, scrambling and doing all this and doing that. So that is what we got with the project and the project changed from when it was delivered to, you know, whatever it lives as right now. And taking advantage of the technology, you know what I mean? Cause he's always been forward thinking with that. So it really uh, depends on, I mean, for some people, what your perception is, I've, I love it. Um, so what were the standout tracks here? Uh, for me, it would have to be famous. Like, I think that's the best, that, that's the best record on the album. I think that's the best track. Um, yeah, like I, I don't know what what else there is to say. Like it just kind of sums up a lot of his career at that time, and it fucking it bangs. I don't know. I I, I just don't think there's a better song on the album than that, in my opinion. I think for me, I'm gonna go. You know, the first three song run from Ultralight Beam. You know, he really interpolated Chance's style really well on it we get the very big gospel elements. We have Kirk Franklin on there. Um, he's doing a lot with it. He's giving us Kelly Price, The Dream. There's a lot of features on it. Um, and it transitions so well into Father Stretch My Hands part one. We get that beautiful Scott, like a Kid Cudi track um, kind of going in there. We have part two and, you know, we get Designer and it just encapsulates the time you know he signs this relatively unknown rapper from new york who has this massive song and he incorporates it into this ever-changing breathing body of work um and then i think i would go like there's so many like like i love kanye too is like a, a masterpiece it's a short vignette almost in the in the middle of this album then we go into i'd probably have to go 30 hours next because like you can just hear Drake rapping through Kanye on that. Uh, and then we go into track 17 with no parties in, in LA. Um, and I believe, you know, there's Kendrick on there. I think there's like a few other people in this. I think what Drake's uncle Larry Graham is sampled on there. There is, there's just like a lot going on. He has, you know, just he has just like so much quintessential Kanye West, and it's so built up, but it's so evolving on this album, which I think makes this album what it is. So for me, it's all about the end, the run from sixteen to twenty, uh, specifically thirty hours, no more parties in L.A., fade and uh, Saint Pablo. Um, I really like the way it finishes up. Um, I think on no parties. And LA, I love that track. It might be a little long for what it is, but his rapping at the end is like 
I mean, he, I think this is the most rapping he does really on any track. It's just like, it's, it's, and he's really kind of grinding away. Madlib produced it too. And Madlib produced it. That's really? probably why. Yeah. It's fucking wow. super sick. And uh, just like, um, uh, Rick Rubin was one of the executive producers on this album as well. So like, there was like lots of, you know, there's lots of personnel on it, but you know, no more parties in LA. I fucking loved it. Some of his most impassioned rapping at the end of it. I think some of his best rapping. Cause I like, I kind of agree that there are elements here where you're hearing the best Kanye it's just a matter of, for me, of, like, consistency on the whole album. I love Fade. Fade is so fucking good. I'm just, like, I want to, like, throw this on in front of, like, like a like a dance floor full of, like, 200 people. It Like, it's cool. Um, St. Pablo. Like, I really, really like the way it finishes up. Usually, I'm not, I you know, I feel like artists front load. I think this one was back loaded. I enjoy Real, Real Friends as well. I enjoy, a Famous is great. I like Feedback as well. What about the one he fixed? What about Wolves? I don't like wolves. <laughs> I dig wolves. I don't know. It's cool. It's like it's not a bad track, but I'm just like not. I'm not hyped on it. I'm not like like fuck my life and wolves and you know waves. I'm not like I'm not like getting a, a fucking chubby for. Yeah. Uh, but the fucking uh, but like the especially the end of the album. I think it is some of the best music. I love fucking no more uh no more parties in L.A. I like. I'm still. I mean, I'm still banging random songs on this. I mean, like, one of the things, you know, we talked about this in the year end, and we talk about this constantly throughout this podcast, is, like, how long are you living with something? And I just kind of realized when I was doing this, I'm like, look how many of these random songs are in, like, fucking playlists I've made, you know, are popping up regularly. You know what I mean? Like, there's still, I still live with this, even though it's not my favorite. I think the problem is when you're Kanye West, the margin of error is so low. Sorry, no, my apologies. It's so sorry it's so small not uh not low small that because like his work is of such a of such a high quality i think it's funny because like i haven't ever sat with saint pablo because the version that i have is like the first version of it so i i don't have saint pablo and i've never like never really sat with that song it's just connie and a tambourine the first version of it well like yeah sampa's <laughs> on it and i love sampa and like you know yeah, yeah. Have, like you know the drake kind of bringing sampa across know into that realm so like, i've never really sat with it and I, every time i heard, hear it i really like that song but like it just doesn't really exist on the version that i think of in my head because it's just not there yeah, what about yeah 38... it's, that's the same with me exactly what about 38 seconds of frank ocean frank's track yeah yeah i don't have frank's track either so i don't know that song like that either See, this is what i'm talking about didn't he think of people reviewing this shit later like fucking like can i get an email or something. Well, I mean, like, I'm sure, like, I could go to Spotify and play the Spotify. I know you can go now. I know you can go now, but you're downloading it. You're not going to be like, yeah, exactly. You're not like, I'm going to be one of the plebs and all of a sudden go back to Spotify. You're like, I've had this for fucking forever. I didn't know you were going to be fucking, like, Bill Gatesing this fucking thing and making, like, like, like he's, was he a developer? He's a coder now? Um, Did he take Frank Ocean off another song and put him on Frank's track? Wasn't he on, was he on a different song? I don't know. Why would he take him off? He was he was on a different song. I could be wrong. I don't know. Yo, was it ver was it put out and then he pulled it back and then put Frank's track on? Yeah, because Frank's track wasn't originally on it. I thought he was on. Was he on Wolves? No, he was on. Was he on? Yeah, that was it. That I think was he was it. on Wolves. Sure I'm, I, I swear the version I have, he's on it, but I could be completely out to lunch. Right yeah, now. I'm not gonna fact check any of this, but I, I'm pretty sure Frank <laughs> was on. Like, I'm gonna say Wolves. I was gonna say another song, but yeah, we'll we'll do Wolves. How is fixing a song getting rid of Frank Ocean if that's the case? Well, he gave him his own song, so... I he originally had an outro is what happened here. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't. Your facts are getting in the way of 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 this. Whoa! Calm down, there, edibles. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's fucking. It's so. It was the outro, and then they just moved it to Frank's track. So, oh, okay, okay. So that's that's not that's not a fix. That's not fixing it. That's that's making wolves worse. Yeah, I don't. I can't. I, I mean, I don't know many things that are worse because Frank Ocean is in them. Like he's pretty fucking good. He's he's one of the best. Here's what I want to know: What is the legacy of the life of Pablo? How will it be remembered? I I think it's gonna be marked as like the beginning of Kanye's downturn. I think people have turned on the album because of how Kanye has appeared. But I think I will go back to it's like the Force Awakens. Yeah, <laughs> all the subsequent made everyone hate it. Yeah, just like, yeah. like the trilogy after that Kanye delivered is like the worst trilogy, and we want like we're realizing now the prequels were better than yeah the the, the what they now I appreciate Life of Pablo. There's what Kanye's Rogue One is I don't know, but Rogue One is is the best Star Wars film, and I'll just kind of squeak that in here. Yo, wow, this is gonna disagree. get controversial. Disagree. Rogue I knew what? this guy. His eye fucking just probably tw- I could hear it twitching. I, I know, I know. He thought that, but I already said it, so it's now recorded. It's definitely so not even better than now Solo. Fact. It's oh my god, I fell asleep during Solo like four times, and I've seen it four times, and it sucks. Oh, yeah, this it's guy awful. is gonna fucking. It it's awful. it's. A solid. Someone movie. told me Darth Darth Maul was in Solo, and I'm like, I've seen this movie four times. When's Darth Maul showing up? Right and I fell asleep. Yeah, because you only thought it was a 45 minute movie because you kept passing out. You're like, we haven't even met Chewbacca yet. I watched it on a plane out. one time. The movie like puts me to sleep. I put that on like if I want to go to sleep. Like I like I'll buy Disney so that's, Plus. That's a pretty solid instead that's of melatonin. Good, then. If you just yeah, yeah if you just want to fall asleep, put on Solo. Like I yeah. wish I had that. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't want to know. Han Solo's background. Uh, he's a he's a rogue. He's like a like a mysterious guy. That's the best part of it. And also, yeah, his his whole arc happens during like the trilogy. So it's like he's gonna ha- like he can't be like not a scoundrel at the end of 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 Han Solo because he's a scoundrel at the beginning of of uh, New Hope. So I, that that is definitely a point. But yeah, but was he jaded because of women? Like I think at the very end, like you know what I mean. He's I like guess, yo, yeah. yeah. He's like, man, fuck everything. I'm going to law school. Khaleesi? Wasn't Khaleesi the woman? In the- yeah, 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 yeah. It yeah. was Khaleesi. Uh, I will get us back on track, though, okay? Do you, is there any of his previous albums you think are better than fucking Life of Pablo? Yeah, all of them. No, no, sorry. Um, no, it's, sorry. Life, worse. Sorry, worse. Okay, so I want to get, I want to go into a tangent. I think what's interesting about this album is originally it was titled So Help Me God, and I know I'm a proponent of talking about Good Ass Job. So, you know, Good Ass Job was the third into Kanye's trilogy. Kanye never made that album. He lost his mom. He lost his fiance. There's a few stories why I've mentioned that throughout this. Um, so he didn't do that. But me and Kyle know who put out an album called So Help Me God this year is 2 Chains. Yeah. Did he, so, did he fade that? Do you think he faded that name? He, no, they definitely, that was definitely intentional. And we had like, you know, a really good Kanye song on that. And Chance had also talked about making an album called Good Ass Job in the vein of what Kanye was going to do. We'll see if Chance ever gets there. But I think that's interesting to see what Kanye kind of had intentions with this album. Um, and then what we ended up getting, which is this ever-changing body of work, Life of Pablo, um, in reference to Pablo Escobar and, and uh, Pablo Picasso, which I think is great. But I would be remiss to not mention the tour that went along with this album. And I think you have to talk about that tour even 
to the point when it gets to the point when Kanye starts to spiral out of control on tour. But the stage setup, the floating like, stages, it like, it like it was hanging. It's fucking crazy. The hanging, yeah. I I went to so I went to go see this twice. I went to go see this in Buffalo, New York, and then I and saw it in Toronto either once or twice. So I either saw this three times or twice. Either way, it was one of the best tours that I've seen that really changed. Like Connie's already had really phenomenal stage design, but I think that one was super special. You watch youtube any footage from it i think everybody kind of has the same opinion of it um you had i think chance the rapper went up with him on there on, on bungee cords they were hanging over the edge there's just something really special to you know the thought put into this i i want to say i think willow Perion might have been involved with the stage design because he's been involved with a couple things uh he's canadian i believe from montreal um but yeah i think connie put a lot of himself into this album and i think he took himself out and i think this is where we look at kanye kind of getting into a point where he fizzles out before we go into any more kanye which is this better than any of its predecessors i like this album better than graduation lanza don't 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 all jump in at once but i i know i mean on, on the i mean i i made my graduate my my graduation stand them no uh be known on on that episode but no i, I really don't oh, think do. that yeah <laughs> you weren't even doing the episode and you just started you were even during that episode just start talking about graduation I know. I, it's just poppy goodness it was on um, the childish gambino episode <laughs> it's, on, it's it's all it's all the fucking mandalorian episode i just started talking <laughs> about graduation um yeah I, I i don't think that this i think that i mean other than jesus is king i think this is probably my least favorite of his projects. Also, I don't think that this. You is like really... you like Yay better than this. Okay, fair, fair. I forgot that. Okay, if, I mean that's okay. If if you want to like add all those separate projects, it's like the middle child of his fucking. That's like forgotten all the time. Because it's yeah, not the I mean, worst, but it's not the best. Well, it's the worst. It's one of the worst. Yeah, that that would. Add it's, it's, it's all. It, I feel like for some people, worst. this could be either Connie's worst album or up among Connie's best. Though I think really? it's also I... depending on what kind of Connie you like as well, though, right? Because he's giving us like. It, this album feels more in line with late registration and graduation than anything else. Well, because there's a schism in the Kanye West in like if there's like there's a break in two because yeah. everything changes at 808s. So like what influenced people from the beginning of his career, it's like almost not uh, not like almost another like generation who's listening to 808s after that. You know what I mean? So yeah, like I, I, like I this I, album kind of brought it all together, right? Because we get the vintage, like the rapping Kanye, the soul sample Kanye. No, absolutely. I think this is more on like the back half. Lance, what do you think? I I just think that when like in the you know in the coming years when the con when you're gonna have the conversation about um you know best Kanye albums or whatever, I feel like a lot of, most people aren't gonna like this one's not gonna be in the conversation. I agree with that. I don't think it is. Okay. Before we move on from this album, there's two big lines on this album that I think like we need to talk about, which is one of them is like the Taylor Swift line on famous. Um, famous. Yeah. What do we think about that line? You know, was it three years, four years out from? It's P- that's like Pete Kanye. Like that's what I was saying with that track. Like that's like the embodiment of his career. I don't know. I feel like that track is just like Kanye being Kanye, like to the to the power of ten. Thing. Okay, first of all, no one can fuck with Taylor Swift now to me. But like this is what I'm saying, like when he's writing this stuff, 
before this these are it's starting to get you know, like this is in the music but like with the whole laptop is stolen and all that kind of shit in 2015 mini feud with Wiz Khalifa who the Bill Cosby's innocent thing like right before like the like it, you're starting to get into erratic Kanye. This is obviously peak Kanye. I think it's actually really cool in that it's in the song "Famous." Famous is supposed to be about this like big thing about you know like fame, celebrity, all this kind of stuff. So immediately he's pulling out one of his most controversial TMZ type situations. So I fucking like that. But then again, uh, Taylor Swift went and did folklore. So like fucking step off, Kanye. Back off. Okay, and then the second lyric I want to bring up. How do we feel about bleached assholes? Lance loves them. <laughs> Listen, no. Like, assholes... So don't you don't like them bleached? Is that what you're saying? Whatever, whatever you want to do with your asshole, that's your decision. But this is where freedom actually is. It's not people protesting wearing a fucking mask. Your ass can have whatever layer of hair it would like. And that's just between you and your partner. And that's My like asshole, that. my decision. Exactly. Exactly. You want to be an organ donor? You want a bleached asshole? These are very similar questions from a philosophical sense. I'm really glad you brought that up, though, Corbin. Corbin, thank you very much. I, I do appreciate it. That's a good snipe. Things, things have to be talked about and addressed. Um, they're important and integral to what this album means. And also, the more time <laughs> I deter on talking about this album, the less time we'll have to talk about Jesus is King. So I, I feel like the pot, we should just be like, all right, and on to Jesus is King. And it just cuts like right there. Yo, I'm literally designed the discussion here for Jesus is King. I got a little bit of writing just so we can be like, are there any redeeming factors? And then inevitably say no. I think there's like one. I'm sure. Actually, I'm sure. Like, I got one. one. I got. I got one. Yeah, redeeming yeah, yeah, factor. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So you know what? This is a good time to move into this. Okay. I'm not gonna make us go through Ooh, good Jesus is King. You love that, eh? I just fucking do it. The best segue is anyone you fucking want. I'm not going to make you know make us go through Jesus is King, but I want to get back to the idea of expectations. And, you know, what Jesus the King kind of represents from a high-level career standpoint. When Kanye West said he was doing an album about Jesus, what, what went through your head? Did you think, hey, this is going to be some introspective masterpiece, uh, like, worthy of Coltrane or Dylan? Or were you like, this is fucking whack? What, like, what are we talking about? Why don't you start us off, Lanza? Well, I mean, personally, like, I'm not a religious person in any way. Um, so it just right away was like, okay, cool. The subject matter is not going to interest me, but I'm along the ride for the music. We had the, what was it called? The Sunday service where he did the, like the, the gospel shit in like at Coachella. Was it at Coachella? Yeah. I think well, he I, was, and he was doing the regular. Think, yeah. He was doing, yeah. I think yeah. He, he went all through other states and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I caught some of that, like there was like video of that and stuff. I'm like, all right, this sounds kind of cool. Like Kanye is kind of going back a little gospel-y. And so I guess, as I said, I was like not giving a shit about the subject matter, but like I thought the music could be cool. That wasn't the case. What were you guys? Uh, I, I, I wanted Yandy. I remember everyone talking about Yandy. I don't know. I can't say that I was excited by Kanye at this point in my life. Um, this is only, I guess, technically two years ago. I think the Trump thing really got to me and like just looking at what Kanye was doing and what he was saying, I was kind of, you know, moved on where I was at with Kanye at that point. He announced his album Yandy. He talked about a lot. He'd like, you know, given this like cover art that looked a lot like Jesus. We didn't really know what he was going to do. Um, he was around with, did he do a song with 6 9 at that time or a little pump or something? 
Yeah, a little pump. The the you're so fucking nasty or whatever. Yeah, I, I didn't actually want to talk about that song because it was terrible. But thank you for <laughs> the, you know the video was filling me in the with the information. Terrible. Objectively terrible. The video yeah, was so bad. I even hate to kind of go here um, in my mind because this is like a dark place oh, and a dark time. God. Yeah, like it was a bad era for Kanye. Um, I was le- recently listening to Sean Leon's interview on uh, R&B Radar where he talks about, you know, getting to collaborate on this album. And I think that was, you know, a really monumental thing. And uh, I'm really happy for him on that. And like, you know, all the people who got to go to Wyoming, I think that Jesus King was there. I don't know where Jesus King was, maybe on the road, L.A., something. Wyoming's But I didn't actually listen to this album ever, and I never will. <laughs> Um, oh you didn't listen to it no i was gonna listen to it before this podcast i decided against it i I did listen to it today yeah yeah no i have my my ears deserve better lance is like do i have to listen to it again i'm like yeah and i didn't even listen to it again i just listened to the yo i'm off the okay here's i'm fucking off this podcast i'm taking off my headphones it's less we'll we'll, we'll bring it to boston nerfs i got got debated bro into listening to jesus king today i spent luckily okay you okay you you did the jesus thing here where you listened to this album so we wouldn't have to which is like very noble but what wow yeah it's like lance it's like lance is king uh, he's like the Jesus of the group. He's like, a okay. Tony. Okay. No, hold on a second here. What do you mean by listen? Did you just like actually start it and listen to the entire, I mean, it's only 27 minutes. That's what, that's what I was about to say. Like <laughs> the, the biggest redeeming factor of this album is it's 27 minutes. Like every song is like a minute and 45 seconds. No, I mean, first of all, like I'm an album listener. Like, you know, once in a while I'll put on a track here. I'll put like, I'll bop around between tracks, you know, I'll put on a playlist, whatever. But I'm going to say a solid 90% of my listening, if not more. Maybe even 95% of my listening is albums. Like I put on an album and I listen to it from the first song. Maybe, maybe not the first song. If say I've maybe heard a bunch of times, I'll play the third song and then just play it through. Maybe play it on random. But yeah, today I played Jesus is King from the beginning to the end. 27. I it was put it on while I was working. So it was 27 minutes of my workday was listening to that. And I got to say it's bad, but I feel like I didn't hate it as much as I did like when it came out. Does that make sense? I don't know. Can I can I can I give my one redeeming my one redeeming uh <laughs> factor of, okay. of the album? Yes. The one redeeming factor is Kenny G's sax solo. Period. I mean, like wasn't that that's the song with clips, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. But it sucked. I thought like clips is gonna be on this sick. I look back at it, like okay, so what I did was it was I was just like clicking through listening for thirty seconds and I'm like, is this terrible? It's yeah, but terrible. 30 seconds, that's like still like two thirds of the song anyway, because every song's so Oh short. yeah. But it's like a punk length of a fucking it's like the it's like it's like the length of a minor threat album, but like the opposite thematically of any minor threat album. I mean, my whole thing was like because of the religious aspect of it, I'm like, is it going to be like Bob Dylan enters his religious period and does slow train and save. Bob Dylan's religious period is great. I will, I will put respect on that. Yo, which one is great? Because slow train is okay, but saved is not good. I like like some of those songs like sung by other people aren't they're they're good songs. He's a good songwriter. Obviously, Bob Dylan is a good songwriter. I'm just saying that like I like a uh, slow train. Yeah. Also, he's coming off of Blood on the Tracks, so it's like yeah, like it's some of his best shit. Uh, so. 
And then we have Prince, he, when he released, like, R Rainbow Children and, like, Rolling Stone called him, you know, the freak of the pulpit. Like, is it going to be like that? Or is it going to be like Joel, John Coltrane or being introspective or, like, Marvin Gaye, you know what I mean? Like, really kind of, like, pushing it to another level through this inspiration of faith. Uh, it was the fucking shitty way. It was the, like, it was just... You know what this album like, reminds me a little bit of? I, I had I had low expectations. Yeah. It, it, it reminds me a bit of a cash grab. It, like, there's a, you know, like, I just feel like it was, it didn't, like, it was made just to make money, almost. Like, all, like, the short songs, it almost, like, every song feels kind of just, like, unfinished and rushed. And I just feel like... I feel do you, do you like think he was carrying that on from what we got on Ye and from that kind of era? No, because I feel like it's not done. Like, I feel like Ye is almost, like, a statement in that way. And this is just, like, rushed and unfinished and, like, put out to make money. Because wasn't... What wasn't like Kanye going through like like financial troubles at the time too when this came out? Yeah, was that when he was like I'm fifty six million dollars in debt and then was like trying to get Silicon Valley to give him a billion dollars or some shit? He was yeah. just, he was getting off some of the best tweets of his his life. He was throwing fast <laughs> he was throwing fastballs for yeah, sure. Yeah, he was just like tweeting through it and he was getting off some good tweets. I'm not gonna like we can say if we're gonna say anything about this era, he was getting off really good tweets. It's the best tweets, yeah. A plus the music for sure suffered for the quality of the tweets that we were getting. Even some of the Trump tweets were really, really funny. Like even up until like even his like his tweets have never suffered. His music. Hey, what was what was Trump's tweet like? Like thanks, Kanye. Very cool or something. <laughs> like he's so some good. of the like some of the most classic tweets that like I can like look back on and smile. Even when he deletes them, some of them are really good. I, I'm gonna say as someone who like grew up listening to like an unordinate amount of Christian rap. Like like goatee records and like DJ Madge and like you know grits and like I don't know, John Rubin like people that like no these are names I have like I have never heard these names in my life and you should never again are these like, like the, are these like the rap equivalent of POD no like POD I like I, maybe because they're a Christian rock band maybe but these are like you know like the Jay Z's of Christian rap oh like, I thought it was gonna be like they're like the indie like the indie scene like the tooth and nail records of like the punk like the punk rock scene yeah this guy this guy's like the MF doom of fucking being a fucking a seventh day Adventist yeah like it was like that kind of stuff so, like I've listened to a lot of it like I don't know for Kanye to lean into Christian rap like I'm sure like I remember being a kid and being like, oh, yeah, I'm allowed to listen to Christian rap and, like, you know, hoping some of it was good. Um, so I'm sure, like, Connie doing that, like, opened up a huge market for him and, like, doing the Sunday services. But, like, I don't know. I'm not buying it from him. But, yeah, he still, like, swears and shit on the album, I feel like. There's still, like... No, no, it's a complete clean album. Oh, really? Okay, then, well, I don't know what I'm talking about. Okay. I swear there was... I, I remember there being some, like, questionable material, but I guess not. If it's a clean album, it's a clean album. It's some. It's somehow like self indulgent, and then, like, but somehow not introspective at the exact same time. He's like, I'm gonna yeah, talk about very, very self indulgent. Yeah, but it's not like he's. I mean, if you're talking about your own faith and how it's changed you, it's self indulgent to an extent, anyways. At the same time, you overcome that with saying things that are, are like are like a kind of a light into how you feel and what your conflict is or whatever with religion. But this is just like, it's like, he's like, I like it. This is, you know what I get from this album that he really likes Jesus. That's what I get from <laughs> it. Right. I, for me, I, I think he gets like the Jesus ecstatic. Like, you know, wasn't who's that mega church pastor in like 
Houston, Joel Stevie was Joel. Oh, yeah, Joel Austin. Like yeah, he yeah, starts like hanging out with people like that who are like very Jesus aesthetic, but like let's just drive. They're fucking charlatans. Those, those people are fucking charlatans. They are the biggest snake oil salesmen in yes. the fucking yes. in the, it's the righteous world. gemstones. And like if, if those exactly. are the people that you want to do Jesus with, that's what I this don't feels really like. You, you just it. you just nailed it. It it's feels like yeah. it feels yeah. like a televangelist. That's what it feels that's like. That's who he's hanging out with. And that's who he's influenced by. Yeah, that's what it feels like. It's that level. It's that level of faith. So I, I like, I want a more personal, like, I don't, like, Kanye's not the person I want to seek spiritual guidance from because everything he does is so loud. And so, like, like there's a lot of quiet in religion. There's a lot of, like, you know, like, self-reflection and stuff like that. And Kanye's just, like, you know, like, you know, you can be loud and proud, but it's just, like, it's not what I was getting from any of his, oh, from this religious era that he's, somehow not out of yet okay look at sufjan stevens sufjan sufjan stevens all his music has a very religious it's not even subtle at the times but i think like there's a lot of religion in in illinois and that's one of my favorite albums of all like of all time if you're not religious and you listen to that album and and think about like spirituality and stuff there's things you can take from it even if you're not you know what i mean like or you could just enjoy the music because the music's good well because yeah but like with storytelling or anything it's it's like there's things that everyone can get from it you know what i mean there's things that everyone can get from it if it's actually good but if it's this televangelist shit like i don't like no one's learning anything about you know no like you know what i mean it's not what it's supposed to be doing and what he's advertising it to be that's the thing i think this is where this is where his sincerity draws the line i think you know what i mean like he he can't i don't like it it feels like the most insincere thing about religion i've ever heard how about that yeah like i like i don't think like i think and i i'm trying to like figure out how to word this it just kind of came out of nowhere and it came in the midst of all this turmoil and it seemed like a very hard pivot where it didn't seem like a considered move to religion. It seemed like, oh, religion is going to fix these woes or it's going to translate my woes to the most people at, at the right time. And that's kind of how I feel about Con A's religious bend. And I don't have a problem with religion in music or religious lyrics or anything like that. I just don't feel like it translates well to what he was what he's doing here i, mean, like, I would I, I would love i would love like a Kanye to be like a like you know like he has those introspective introspections and like you know he does do gospel stuff well at gospel music like that's why with like sunday services and was seeing what he was doing with that i was actually kind of like kind of hyped on it because you know he's a student of music um and when he started, I was like, is this guy going to start painting with these influences? And I thought that would, I thought that would be a little bit, I thought, you know, what would happen is it's the same situation when John Bryan started playing with him, you know what I mean? Where it just took him on another direction. I thought like, is this the next iteration of his career when he's going back to more like roots, black music and musical heritage? You know what I mean? Like, that's what I thought this was, it was going to be. And I guess maybe I like was too, I was like, I think maybe I gave him somehow too much credit. I don't know. But like, I, that's just everything I had seen in his career before that would lead me, lead me to believe that is how he's going to play with influence. Now, here's the thing. Kanye West is getting a divorce. Do we think that maybe this can be redeemed with uh, 808s too? Like, do we think that's happening? Like this divorce, uh, 
uh, I can't say it wasn't a long time coming. What do we what, how, like? What do we think its role in his career is going to be? Is it like? Is it confirmed? Like I, I've read like a bunch of articles and stuff like that. Like, do we have like you know? Have we heard from the family? Like, I know they're very like. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. Like, what do we know? Man, TMZ dropped it. What else do you need to? Yeah, no, I, I agree. Like, I'm like I'm with that. TMZ... I'm just like wondering, like I could see them. Like, you know how like they're like they're going to try and figure out how this is going to work at the last season of the show. Like, they're going to try and figure out how to like foray this into a divorce show and uh you know coming back together show okay hold on okay hold on a second here i'm okay so we have i just it's like when you i just hit the okay so we have a she's done then they had a big fight and she was really upset in december and now they're living separately and undergoing marriage counseling thank you to our friends at cable pulse <laughs> was that cp24 sorry global news but i'm sure they're going to be on each other's. Ah, uh, yeah. The uh, the authority on entertainment news. They'll be on. They'll be on each other's tip, for sure. So yeah, I don't know. Like, is he just going to implode, or is this going to? No, man. I I don't really care, honestly. At this point, I'm sorry. Like I like I if if it's going to help him make a a new album, that's good. Okay, but like, I don't know, man. I just. This is really what I'm talking about here. Is this going to be, are we, is this, this is leading to what is it, like, what is next for Kanye West in terms of like, do we think he can reclaim that magic? Do we think that, and that something triggered by heartache or like, or is this, or do we think his best years are now absolutely positively behind him? What, what, what more do we want from Kanye? More quality albums. That's Okay. I think that's a really good, that's a really good answer. I like I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I didn't don't expect that. I, like like he's. I feel like I don't know. I feel like he. I I don't think that Kanye has another classic album in him. I think he's given us a lot over the years, and he has proven his worth and his ability. And I think that he is a little bit far removed from where he was. And I don't see himself going to his roots in the way that we got a four 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 from Jay Z. I don't see him. I see his writing declining, you know, throughout his works. I see a downward trend in general. I don't think his production has really slid. I don't think his aesthetic has slid. I do think his writing has slid. Um, and I do haven't seen any recent really big creative flares from him. And I don't think I'm not doubting his skill level or his creativity or his teams. I just don't think that we're going to see another Connie album that gets us off our chairs and, you know, gets us talking about him in the same way. And I don't think we'll have that from him. I don't know. I kind of disagree. I don't think like, like I was saying before, like going into life of Pablo, like you could do no wrong. I think like that era of Kanye is over where it's not going to be like every album he puts out is magic. But I feel like the dude, like the dude's young, right? Like how old is he? Like 43. Yeah. So like, he's pretty fucking young and like, you know, hopefully like he's going to be around for many years to come, but I don't know, man, like with, with all those years left, I feel like he's going to put out a handful of like, I don't, maybe not classic, but I really think I think he's gonna put out some really strong albums. I don't think his head's in the music. Like I just haven't really heard him being in the music in the way he was. Like I don't think music is what gets him going anymore. Well, I think he's I think he's hitting a wall. Um, like with this kind of situation right now, just with his mental health. You know what I mean? And I think that 
he can come back and I think like very bluntly the his best years are behind him from a creative standpoint and uh that's fine i do i think he can still put out another good one that depends on i mean again his head like you're saying coburn like once your head isn't in it like you need to get into a zone to make those albums you know what i mean and in 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 interviews with like someone like rizza he talks about how like much discipline there is with them when they work his whole team and you have to be in the zone to maintain that you have to really be like recording your whole album where everyone's wearing suits and stuff like it's fucking like miles davis with his people you know what i mean like that we talk about this that's like what a that's what a band leader does that's what someone in the zone does so like that is for me the question is whether or not he can get back into the right headspace because like for something like and 444 uh is a great example and it just like that took a lot of introspection from jay-z you know i think I mean? music has to move you and i i think kanye yeah. is moved by so many things like he's you know you listen to sean leon talk about his headspace when they're making jesus king and he's talking about like sean came into the studio and kanye brought in an architect and like some kind of spiritual person and sean was third and kanye said okay we're gonna hear from the spiritual person we're gonna hear from this architect and then sean's gonna play some music so i think when kanye's headspace is there and he's like you know doing these sneaker designs and he's working on his one gap and he is you know working on like architectural stuff or wherever his head's at he's in so many places and music is behind in that regard where that's not a bad thing. He's a really creative person. He's an ever-talented person, and he can do a lot. But I don't think music is his focus, and I don't think it's what drives him and what motivates him anymore in the same way. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I think we're just, you know, I think we're comparing Kanye, who wants himself compared to Disney and, you know, Steve Jobs or whoever. He wants to go do great things and move things and stuff like that. I don't think music is his main creative outlet and I don't think he is, you know, calling back to be like, I need to give people more music. I think he wants to, you know, revolutionize sportswear or revolutionize like, I don't know, travel or like he's going to do something like big and loud, but it might not be music. I don't know. I, I think you're right in that. That's not what moves him right now. And that's not what he's passionate right now uh, about right now, but who knows what's what's gonna happen in five years, ten years, whatever. Like, dude's as you said, forty three years old. Like, if he's taking a little, you know, as as Kyle would call him, like a, a little fucking anime side mission, a little filler arc, uh, on all these. Well, who knows? Maybe it's not filler arc. Maybe that. Maybe he's gonna become a great, uh, one of the greatest fashion designers of all time. But who knows? Like he, like dude, could always come back to music. Maybe he'll get re inspired. Maybe something, somebody, like something will re-inspire him and we will get those classic albums um maybe you know the, the music will just start flowing out of him who knows maybe he finds his muse i'm just saying dude's young we i feel like we can't count him out yet aren't you guys alarmed by his mental health situation like i actually worry yes. for him like being like alive in five years well that's why i said you know like yeah uh, here's hoping he's gonna be around for many years to come I was going to say God willing, but I mean, like, like, I think I, I, I am. I'm concerned for him as a fan and as someone who's followed him. But like, I like 
I don't think that's something that like, you know, you can really fix as a fan or you can really worry about too much. And, you know, you got to just hope that like he has people around him and has a support team. And it seems like he has people who really care. And like from there, there's not really much more you can do or say about it. Well, I think you can worry as a fan because like, look at Brian Wilson. Like that's like, look, like that's Wiccan. Like he, that, I mean, because like we're talking about his brain being there. I think we have, I think you're, I think it's a kind of both of what we're saying in that his, his head is elsewhere um you know in terms of other ambitions but i also i really think that like the manic and like the highs and the deep highs and deep lows you know you know the deep lows and the high highs um like that can like weigh on you for a bit but like there is nothing at the end of the day you're totally right there's nothing you can really do about it but if i was to say what is a chief um decision with how that plays out i think it's mental health but i think that what can happen is it might be like a steph curry thing where like they're like this guy's washed and then he's like actually i'm one of the most important musicians the last 40 years so i can i'm just gonna put this out you know what i mean and be the best again because he's competitive you know what i mean i hope man as i said i would like Nothing makes me more happy than fucking enjoying quality art. You know what I mean? If he, if this guy can put out another classic album, like the world benefits. So like fingers crossed. Gentlemen, I think on that note, um, we should that, that wraps know, up like ten hours on Kanye West. I think. That is uh that is uh that is ten hours on like Kanye West. Um, ten hours on late registration if we need. One hundred percent, because you could like start breaking I'll down tracks i'll fucking listen to it i don't i don't i mean i do it on dissect for other albums all the fucking time i think that's what he should do late just fil- he's just filibustering late registration <laughs> yeah he's fucking just reading the lyrics very slowly <laughs> um so gentlemen thank you so much for doing this this has been the uh it's actually how coburn came to work with the mind refinery so uh it's fantastic uh now he's Hell yeah, fucking boys. hosting a show i love it um so guys th- tenure you can't even fire me now no he's got he's got he's got non-existent vesting I'm, uh, I'm glad i was part of uh that at least a little bit I'm, i feel honored on that note guys we're gonna glad hand each other a little bit more and uh <laughs> we'll see you later thanks for listening